0: The Air Attack with BC the Man can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today.
1: What's
0: up, guys? We are back on the Air Attack. Follow me, BC, on Twitter at BC, aka The Man. Got a lot to get to today. Final four time obviously Kansas, Nova, Duke, Carolina So for the biggest brand names in college hoops After all the craziness, the St. Peter's run, all that We are left with four of the biggest I mean most recognizable names In basically all, all the sports I mean really, Kansas hoops, Villanova hoops Those, are, those aren't just big college basketball names those are, those are big names And Duke, Carolina is Duke, Carolina So setting up for a fun Saturday We've done okay with the tournament Done very well with the picks here Three and one on the air attack actually So if you've listened to those uh, That's obviously been a good thing happy about that but well, let's get to that a little bit later um first of all tiger at augusta i, I can tell you this i can't tell you he's definitely going to play i can tell you he's definitely going to try though if he's down there for a practice round this week he's definitely going to make a go uh, and, and really and just and really just try to get through 36 holes no guarantee he's going to be able to do it and if he makes the cut after 36 holes obviously 36 more for the weekend not the easiest place to walk around it's actually quite hard to walk around augusta especially for a guy that nearly lost his leg just over a year ago we'll just see how it goes but I can guarantee you if he's down there it's not just I I I cannot see him going through all that just to you know basically go to the champions dinner dinner and then hang out I, I don't think that's something he would do no way and I don't I don't think he would basically tease people like this either so he hasn't officially announced it I'm sure he has to go through a lot of testing a lot of stuff with his doctors don't worry about that he's got everybody with him those guys travel with an entourage anyway normally what happens with a lot of the bigger players is they just rent a house for the week sometimes they might rent multiple houses. And Tiger, when he was on tour full-time, and maybe even still, what he'll do is almost move his home into a home near the golf club. I'm not kidding. He'll move his bedroom there. He'll move his television there just so he feels like he's totally comfortable. So his entire medical team will be with him. And if they clear him, he'll go. That's just all there is to it. So I can't promise you he's going to go. But if he's down there playing, he obviously intends to give it a shot. So we'll just see it. And you know what? The Masters, you'll really appreciate the Masters this year because he's got no baseball. So when the final four does come to an end on Monday night, you can have a couple dead days there. It's going to be like the All-Star break, but at least on Thursday, it's Masters Thursday. Hopefully Tiger's there, but we'll just have to see. Um, The Oscars now. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I am not a fan of the Oscars. Uh, These award shows used to have some sort of significance, you know, as as far as I'm concerned. Not anymore. It doesn't matter. It's all politics. It's goofy. And the show itself sucks. I mean, it super sucks. To the point where no one wants to watch anymore. What do they do this year? Eight hours of pre-show. They started at 1 o'clock Eastern with pre-show. Like anyone gives a shit. I'm not kidding. Eight hours of this stuff. Maybe it's seven hours. I don't know. But these desperate fools are doing anything they can to just be able to say that more people watch. Hey, listen, guys. It's still political drivel. It's still nonsense. They get up there. Amy is t- just repeating that lie, or was it Wanda Sykes with her, whoever it was, repeating that goofy lie about that new law in Florida. Doesn't allow a first grade teacher to talk about your kid's pronouns or whatever. It's just, it's goofy. They had three women hosts. No one cares. Um, I did not see CODA, which one Best Picture. It's about deaf people. Uh, good for that. I might, might, see, the, might see the movie. I, I really don't know. Not something I'm running out to see, but I heard it's very good. I did see Power of the Dog. Uh, it sucked. It was absolutely terrible. You think you're watching this movie like, oh, it's a Western with some good actors. You got Jesse Plemons here, you got Kirsten Dunst. Okay, Benedict Cumberbatch, how could this possibly be bad? Yeah, you know what it's about? It's about gay stuff. That's just what it is. It is boring as hell, and they just try to build this like homoerotic tension the entire two hours between a couple characters. It's ridiculous. But let's go ahead and nominate it for best picture. Beautiful photography. I could definitely see it win an award for directing or cinematography or something like that. They actually shot it in New Zealand. And the the acting's pretty good. But it just sucked. But obviously, this is a theme that's been thrown at you now in just some sort of endless fashion over and over again. And this is one of the, I guess, agendas, you might want to say, of Hollywood, just how it is. I mean, in Florida, they don't want you talking about sex with a kid who's like seven years old, and they're just going to call it the don't say gay bill. It's got nothing to do with that. Why are you so obsessed with talking to a little kid about sex? It's crazy. I'm watching the U.S. men's national team the other night against Panama after the basketball. There's around the stadium behind the goal. So you have to see them and they're going to be on TV. Gay flags and Ukraine flags. And they're like almost like they're sewn together like they're one big flag over and over again. Constantly seeing them. Nothing else. No other causes. No other charities. Nothing. Not, 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 not a POW flag, not a U.S. Marine Corps flag, not a Red Cross flag. And by the way, we just had a tornado rip through Louisiana and I think Mississippi and Alabama too. None of that stuff. Not the American Cancer Society, not St. Jude's Children's Hospital, not boys clubs, not girls clubs, of course. Do we even have boys and girls anymore? I don't know. Ask Disney. Not Habitat for Humanity? No. It's like, hey, can we raise money for some of these causes? No, nah, it's got to be gay or Ukrainian. Give me a break. We've gone from Black Lives Matter, like plastered everywhere in stadiums to vaccine stuff okay and pandemic stuff and now these two things are just everywhere and they never want money if you notice something when hollywood or sports or or politicians now when they're trying to raise money now it's never to actually help the people who need it here it's always for people from somewhere else or it's for some charity that basically is going to take the money and push it right along to politicians and that's if that's if they don't steal it for themselves first yes i'm talking about you black lives matter because we all know that now so so i'm not even gonna bother defending myself there but it's just ridiculous. I mean, it really, really, really is. And it's preposterous that this is what's shoved down your throat during a soccer match for the national team. Like, my God. Can you, can you imagine someone standing up and saying, hey, should we maybe use this platform to help hungry kids? Like, no, it's got to be gay. It's got to be gay. Or Ukrainian. That's it. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. You think with food prices through the roof, maybe, just maybe you want to shout out a food bank here and there? No, no fucking way. The money's got to go to Ukraine. I took a Lyft ride the other day. Okay. And I told my driver, I said, this is weird. I'm trying to add a tip here. It's easier for me to send money to Ukraine than it is to give you a tip. And the government just gave Ukraine a ton of money. So what is going on here? It's just like these things are pounded into your head. But yeah, during a United States men's team soccer match, during a U.S. men's national team soccer match, gay Ukrainian, that's all you get that's all you get there's just a just a tornado that ripped through the south okay that's okay you know what we're talking about with 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 politicians and entertainers right now pronouns okay and teaching little kids about of all kinds of different lifestyles you've got to be kidding me absolutely jammed down your throat now that's just one theme another theme that's being jammed down your throat whether it's in hollywood okay again three female hosts for the oscars is that women can do no wrong Okay, it's a big political thing. Don't argue with me. You know it's true. Okay, politics, Hollywood, same same group of people, really. Women can do no wrong. If you ever watched the show Succession, that was established early, right, with Shiv? Yeah, she does whatever she wants. Yeah, she's getting married and so what? She's a cheater, too. It's the greatest thing in the world. House of Cards. Guy's the president of the United States and his wife literally tells him, quote, you're not enough. Proceeds to carry on an affair with a reporter right there in the White House. It's the coolest thing in the world. And why do I bring this up? Because that is what this Will Smith, Chris Rock debate is all about. Okay, getting you off of the obvious conclusion that this is really about Jada Pinkett Smith and her infidelity, and Will Smith snapped. Bottom line. I mean, it is beyond obvious, and some of y'all just can't see it. You just fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, my God, was it Chris Rock? Oh, Chris Rock can't say things like that. Well, Will Smith can't get violent like that. Yeah, but Chris Rock's got to understand she's got alopecia. Alopecia's pretty serious. You think, Will Smith, you think that's what made Will Smith snap was her fucking shaved head? What are you, stupid? That's the first shaved head? Come on, man, stop. And once word got out that that was the case, the two of them went on some podcast a couple years ago, year and a half ago, and talked about their quote-unquote unconventional marriage. Hey, you can say that term all you want. We all know this was not Will's idea, okay? I don't know what logical reasons there would be for staying married at this point other than him not wanting to give her a shitload of money because, oh, by the way, he's made a lot more of it than her. But listen, they can do whatever they want to do. Obviously, Will Smith is not happy about what's going on here. And this is about Will Smith snapping. He takes it out on Chris Rock on live TV, okay? But you really think it's about his wife's baldness, okay? No, it's about his wife's behavior because he's tired of hearing about it. And she's such a sociopath, she has the nerve to give him some type of look. And the next thing you know, he's on on stage taking like the girliest swipe of all time at Chris Rock, who, by the way, is very little. And of course, what do they do? what does the media do what what do jada's pr people try to do make it into a black thing that you wouldn't and shouldn't even try to understand if you're not black but wait a minute how do you know it's a black thing see if you're black right and you know this is a black thing how do you know it's not also a white thing unless you're an expert on white people so how can you be an expert on white people but not the other way around it's stupid it's another buffoonish attempt at deflecting from what this is really about okay Jada Pinkett Smith has chosen to behave a certain way and people have an opinion about that and it turns out she's really not as impressive as she's convinced herself that she is. Maybe she's just a bad fucking person, okay? Maybe that's what's going on here. She deserves all the ridicule and honestly so does her husband for putting up with it. That's just how it is. And then he makes an even bigger fool of himself after the Oscars at the after party by singing getting jiggy with it while he dances with his hands up in the air holding his little trophy and like he wasn't performing the DJ played it and then here he is doing like some glorified karaoke I mean the guy does not really come across as the most stable guy in the world I'm sorry and by the way that slap episode saved the ratings for the show because they were about to be worse than last year and suddenly they got a lot of lot of views when that went down and i think that was 100 real by the way chris rock's reaction said it all because he was half speechless he handled it well but he did not really i mean he was chopping his you know his lines were getting real choppy he was kind of losing his words he was looking over at the producers like what do we do here they bleeped it out they actually cut some of it out that thing was real that was real you think denzel washington and bradley cooper are going to get wrapped up in some nonsense like that if it wasn't real no i don't think so no fucking way that was real and you could see a look in his eyes like he was emotional on the end and you've got anyone who's seen a guy who has absolutely had it okay that was rage right there from will smith lucky for chris rock will smith ain't thrown a real punch in a long long time been a long time since the streets of philly so there you go um no no doubt in my mind that that was real not not none whatsoever but yet another theme shoved down your throat by hollywood the women can do no wrong Especially when what they're doing is 100% wrong. And they're doing it right in front of you. That's okay. You You know what she can do? She can just throw a stupid look on her face. She can walk around with an attitude. She can do a couple podcasts. Throw her nose in the air. Accuse anyone who criticizes her of being racist. And it's okay. It's not okay. It's just, once again, the peddling of stupidity. And if you're dating a girl who takes her cues on how to behave in a relationship from Hollywood, from MTV, from Snooki, from the Kardashians, from relationship media, from Cosmo, then you know what? you're probably better off not walking away, running away. It's not going to get better because all the messaging now is designed to cause trouble and to basically undermine a family, undermine a relationship. And if you have a society of single people versus a society of solid families, I wonder which one is easier to control, which one is easier to manipulate. Hmm, Tough one. Anyway, um, speaking of control, speaking of manipulation, New York City, finally has gotten rid of their ridiculous rule that would prohibit guys like Kyrie Irving from playing for their teams um, so the Yankees and Mets now I don't think it's a coincidence now you got the NBA playoffs coming up they, they tried to make Kyrie get vaccinated he obviously was never doing it there was no chance whatsoever but then you had guys like Aaron Judge who would not even comment on their vac status and say hey listen we'll see what happens when it happens I'm not commenting and that's all there is to it there's little doubt in my mind the Yankees and the Mets put extreme pressure on Eric Adams the Nets were not going to do this for Kyrie you know why because the Nets owner is a big pro-vax guy the Nets are actually running these vaccine ads almost to spite Kyrie it feels like maybe that's not what it is maybe that's just what the guy believes but let's face it number one the Yankees and Mets you know you're talking about 81 home games got you know a lot more fans you know 40 50,000 people can get in the building it's a lot more than Barclays Center Barclays Center got half the home games and basically a third of the capacity so one is not really comparable to the other. And I guarantee you, Steve Steve Cohen, the Steinbrenners are both, you know, had to sit down with the mayor's office, so to speak. Maybe it was on Zoom, maybe, you know, whatever it was. But I guarantee you they put pressure and said, listen, you can't do this because we're going to have people not showing up at the ballpark at a protest. Also, they're not going to show up and bring their kids if Aaron Judge can't play. You know, it's just how it is. So New York City waives that rule. Here's the problem. Now you got cops teachers firemen a lot of people who said wait a second i lost my job i'm suspended without pay right now because i'm not vaccinated how come those guys get to play and i don't well you know what this was always the problem with cities states wherever trying to stand their ground and shove this nonsense down people's throats obviously for a lot of people that vaccine makes a lot of sense Obviously, there are problems that you can encounter if you take it. And if you're not at risk, maybe those risks of side effects are greater than the reward of actually taking the thing. Personal choice on your part. Do what you got to do, regardless of whether you take it or not. What we've known now for a very long time, okay, a very long time is that you're not posing a threat to somebody by not being vaccinated. That is that is really not you really can't dispute that at this point. And this has just been one big act by these politicians. And now guys like Eric Adams have backed themselves into a corner where he looks like a complete jackass again because he's going to allow athletes to compete, which you absolutely should be doing. It never made any sense. Kyrie Irving could go watch the Nets. He did watch the Nets from the front row, from the floor. Watch them compete. He could practice with them, but he couldn't play in a game. How does that make a drop of sense? It doesn't. It never did. But now he's able to go do his job. Okay, he's able to help his team, help the organization that's paying him a ton of money. The Yankees and Mets are in the clear. They're going to have their full rosters, you know, health permitting on opening day. That's great. But then how do you how do you go ahead and align that with the idea that cops and firemen can't go do their jobs because they're not vaccinated? You can't. The bottom line is you can't because this shit never made any sense. That's why a lot of politicians, the smart ones, and it doesn't mean they're, they're that smart, but the ones who are smarter than Eric Adams, which apparently doesn't take much, they backed out of this nonsense weeks ago. Once they saw what was going on in Canada with those truckers, they're like, you know what? The hell with this. Why do I need this? And they got out. Eric Adams still doesn't get it. And you know why? Because he's not only not that bright, he's surrounded by dummies. And when your whole focus is talking about race and, you know, defund the police and all kinds of stupidity, which is also a disaster in New York. I'm not getting started on that this is what you're left with you're left with the guys that can't make rational decisions because they pin themselves into a corner with their nonsense bottom line see how it unfolds but good news for the nets good news for the yankees and mets good news for all sports fans as far as new york city goes this nonsense is over and that's a good thing a couple things this week in the nfl rules changes number one uh if we're kind of staying with the political theme to me this is fallout from the brian flores lawsuit and it's this Every team has to hire a what they're calling a diverse person. That's really that's really bad guys. A diverse person to be on their offensive staff, not the defense, just the offense again. Ask them, okay? Please. That's how ridiculous this is. Basically a diverse person is either a woman or a minority. In other words, not a white guy. That's where that's where we're at right now. And they're just going to call it a diverse person. And for some reason, it's got to be on offense and not defense. And I, I would love, love to hear a breakdown of that. But this just sounds like a decision they made at 3 a.m. after polishing off a few bottles of cognac. And they're just like, what the hell if we did this? This will look good. It, to me, it's silly. First of all, I, I really can't think, I, I don't, I'm not going to claim to have that intricate of a knowledge of every single staff in the NFL, but I can't imagine an entire offensive coaching staff or defensive being just all white guys, it does that doesn't make sense. I know there's an issue with head coaching, and they don't seem to be a lot of head coaches that are white and or black, excuse me. And I know they talk about that over and over. It's not an issue in basketball. I mean, it really isn't. If you just watch even just this tournament. this doesn't really seem to be an issue in in basketball with this in the NBA or in college. I don't want to have that debate. I think it's a boring one. But now, part of the Rooney rule will will be that you can interview a woman as your head coach or general manager. I don't know who the hell they have in mind, but if they want to hire a female head coach in the NFL, more power to them uh, I don't want it on my team because I don't again I don't know who you're even talking about I find this whole thing to be very belittling to women and to minorities I just think it's silly I think I if you can't tell I'm not a big, a big fan of race politics to begin with because I feel like it's low-hanging fruit I feel like it divides people I think I feel like it's really targeted towards insecure people and people who aren't that bright it's just silliness but it, it does elicit a, a passionate response and they never stop doing it but this is just ridiculous and to use that terminology and say you have to You have to have a diverse person on your offensive staff. What are you talking about? I don't think, is that really a problem? Are you telling me there are all white male staffs in the NFL on on either side of the football? I don't think there are. It just seems ridiculous. Just the NFL doing what the NFL does, which is goofy stuff for the sake of doing it. Which brings me to the second change, and that is the playoff overtime rule, which now is going to allow both teams to get the ball, and it just creates more argument because it still has that sort of walk-off possibility to it it's, it's going to end in a walk-off basically the way the rule is formulated now regular season stays the same regular season stays the same you put 10 minutes on the clock if you can't come up with something after 10 minutes okay it's a tie no problem why don't they just in overtime or the playoffs put 10 seconds on the clock and say we're not doing sudden death we're not doing both teams touch the do- touch the ball we're just going to play 10 why why is this so complicated i swear to god i mean it's absolutely ridiculous at this point and as boring as some of these political discussions have gotten, both like in real life and also in the NFL, when it comes to you know coaching staffs and black coaches and Rooney rules and stuff like that, because the arguments are so repetitive, it becomes so painful to deal with. This is one, too, that I, I'm telling you, it's excruciating to listen to people go back and forth. Just play defense. No, he's not fair with a coin flip. Hey, listen, that's the rule. You had 60 minutes to play football. I don't think it's right. I don't think what happened to the Bills is right. I don't think it's right either. But it just happens to be what the rule is. And the coin flipped a different way. The Bills probably would have won that game because they probably would have scored a touchdown. That's just how it is. And I don't think it's right. But the idea of, well, just play defense. No, it's not fair. Well, this has to happen. That has to happen. Why are we going back and forth? There's no scenario that's really going to be fair when you bring in the concept, like you introduce the concept of a walk-off. Because now a lot of people make the point Hey, listen, If you, this is going all around Twitter yesterday, and you can follow me again on Twitter at BC AK the man, It's going all around Twitter. Well, now there's a decided advantage to getting the ball second in overtime instead of getting the ball first. Hey, listen, there's a coin flip to start every single game, and you're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. You get a three and out. Oh my God, you're golden. But that was kind of what the rule was anyway. But now you can take the ball second because even if the first team scores a touchdown, you're still going to get the ball back. And I think it was the Titans said, well, wait a second. Maybe the team can go for two. And if they make the two-point conversion, they win the game. Why do you want to do that? How is that really fair? That's not fair. That's just you getting goofy. Again, it just sounds like a 3 a.m. drunk decision. Those are, that's not a time when a lot of good decisions are made. Not under those circumstances. But it sounds like this is when you guys are making them i know it's in florida i know you guys have money i know you're gonna have some fun i think jerry jones got slapped with like two paternity suits last week i'm not kidding i think he actually did it's fucking crazy with these guys and some of the shit they do robert Kraft going to a strip mall massage parlor hey they do it it's possible that with all their wealth and all their resources these guys aren't actually the 32 smartest guys in the world it's just possible i'm just putting it out there but my god just put 10 minutes on the clock play football I know, it's the play- I, I know it's a grind. It's the playoffs. But you can play an extra 10 in the regular season, right, and come to a tie. I mean, look at the, the Chargers-Raiders game, that last Sunday night game. That game went all the way the extra 10 minutes. Play an extra 10 minutes. That's it. No sudden death, nothing. And if you're tied at the end of that overtime, you know what? Play 10 more. I don't want to hear it anymore. Okay, it's, it's going to be a rare scenario if that ever comes up to begin with. And you know what? If they can do it in hockey where they play an extra two or three periods until there's a winner, you can do it in the NFL. I mean, and nobody could complain about that. Nobody. There is no controversy at that point. It's not controversial. It's only controversial when you insist on on weaving elements of the old scenario into the new scenario. And that just seems how it is with the NFL guys. It's absolutely crazy. I I swear it. You look at these guys and you're like, man, how are you people rich? It is absolutely bizarre, really bizarre. But bizarre has kind of been the norm when it comes to the NFL trying new things. So that's just how it is. Final four stuff, Duke Carolina, Nova, Kansas, you know, one of the guys from Barstool, I should, I should give credit here, said something on Twitter uh, last week, said this might have been the worst elite, elite Eight ever, and I really don't know if I have an argument for that. Um, out of the three winners, or I'm sorry, the three losers, um, or four losers, I should say, three of them scored 50 points or less, and one of the winners, Villanova, scored 50. That's weird. I mean, I know you get a lower scoring game. Now, just to give you an idea, once you get to the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16 maybe a little bit, once you get to the Elite Eight, a couple things happen. Number one, the the refs love swallowing the whistle. They just love it. They love not calling anything because basically they're saying, oh, we're going to let them play. Yeah, bullshit. You're too afraid to make the wrong call. So that's basically the coward's way out. You're not that good at officiating to begin with. You can see, you would think these are supposed to be like the good officials. Yeah, whatever. You know what? Some of them are good and some of them are terrible. I mean, and and the... the basically the instinct now to run to the monitor anytime they have a chance i understand if someone like swings an elbow at a face or something okay fine you have to go over there but in the last two minutes especially you can't do anything without them running to the monitor you got guys half a step behind the three-point line oh we want to review it make sure it wasn't a two what are you doing here it's terrible Villanova 50-44 over Houston. Houston basically just shut down offensively. That's all there was to it. They had a little bit of an advantage, too, with the offensive rebounding and everything, but Villanova just slowed the game down and, and, and stayed under control. It was always going to be a tough matchup for Houston uh, in that regard. Arkansas just stopped scoring. Arkansas was hanging with Duke, and then they just stopped scoring. And the thing about them, this game ends 78-69, to okay? That's not worth a foul with like 45-50 seconds left. Arkansas was down double digits most of the second half because they were having tr- trouble with Duke's 2-3 zone, which is kind of ridiculous, but they were. But when you close to like 11 points, 12 points, whatever, there's a couple minutes left, they're just letting Duke drain the clock. Eric Musselman just quit on his team. I mean, how about, how about a trap? How about going for a steal? How about something? Not. Nah, they're just laying back. And Arkansas's body language was terrible. You would have thought this was like a Tuesday night NBA game. One of 82. No, guys, this is your whole season. This is it right here. You lose, you're done. And they're just laying back, you know, kind of just, just you know, you know, playing dummy defense back and forth, while Duke just drains the clock. But then you cut the lead to nine with like I think it was 46 seconds left. That's not worth a foul. You're just going to let Duke dribble out the clock. Why not? Why not foul them? Try to get them to miss a, a free throw and maybe just get a quick two. Now you're down seven with 35, 40 seconds left. Why not try to do that? Nope, no effort whatsoever. Eric Musselman just said the hell with it. And the total on that game closed at 147.5, and it landed on 147. I got it live. I took two overs, 146.5 and 147.5. I feel like I deserved to win with that scenario at the end of the game, but Eric Musselman had other ideas. Anyway, these things do affect people that, you know, maybe you're not thinking of when you're the coach of an NCAA team, but the bottom line is you got you to gotta give yourself a chance. You got to give your team a chance there. You got to foul, don't you? I mean, for all the, all the coaches that are fouling when their team's down eight and there's like 18 seconds left and they're still fouling, you got a guy down 9 with 45 seconds left. Anyway, I thought that was I thought Eric Musselman was just he basically resigned to his fate with 2 or 3 minutes left and kind of stopped coaching. That's what I saw. But it is what it is. Uh Kansas over Miami 76 to 50. Miami put up 15 points in the second half. 15. I mean, if one more if I were Jim Larenega with about 15 minutes left in that game, I would say, "Look, the next one of you guys that shoots a 3 that hits the front of the rim is going to the locker room." I've had it. I mean, they were just awful on offense in the second half give Kansas credit Kansas is now playing at least close to their potential Uh, there was a time this year when I would have said they were the best team now I would have said that about a lot of teams this year I would have said it at, at some point about Gonzaga at one point I thought it was Arizona including going into this tournament Kansas was definitely one of the teams I thought was the best team at one point Purdue early in the year I would have said is the best team But Kansas is now playing close to their potential. But my goodness, Miami just wilted. And then Carolina basically in a jog over St. Peter's, who was just a great story. Shaheen Holloway is now going to go be the coach at Seton Hall. Um, But one of the more remarkable runs you'll ever see, a 15 seed going to the the Elite Eight is absolutely nuts. Uh, A school that is very close to where I live, by the way, um but just i mean has i mean really compared to most division one schools especially schools in this tournament has very little in terms of a budget i mean very very little to the point where like they have to shop around for hotels when they go on road trips they probably don't fly very much if at all uh during the regular season maybe if they're going and playing in a preseason tournament somewhere they'll get in an airplane but uh just a very very modest budget there for a bunch of kids that were basically supposed to be one and done they weren't even supposed to make the tournament iona was supposed to make the tournament rick patino must be sitting there just saying what the hell's going on here with these guys but hey yeah, that's why this tournament is a lot of fun congratulations to them they make the elite eight but carolina just jogs uh past st peters in the in the regional final there now carolina was a bubble team for a long time including in february played well enough at the end of the year got themselves in but they're an eight seed i mean they had to work to get themselves into this tournament they find themselves up against duke um this week now as far as what i am on so far this weekend i'm already on kansas kansas minus four why well a couple reasons number one I think they're playing better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, Miami was terrible in that second half, no question about it. But Kansas has gotten very good. Kansas has started coming together. You know, you bring in a guy like Remy Martin, and it kind of goes to, it, it kind of supports my theory. What you've seen with Kansas these last few months of there's only one basketball. So you bring in a star like Remy Martin, but you got guys that have been in the program for a couple years, and it, it's tough to figure out how to share the basketball. It's tough to figure out the chemistry. It's tough sometimes to adjust to a new place. I mean, Remy Martin's going from Arizona State to lawrence kansas that could be a little bit of an adjustment whatever it is the team has come together well and i just think they're better than villanova villanova loses one of their guys at the end of the game against houston they only play six or seven guys to begin with so i think you have a depth issue here with with villanova also i think the offensive rebounding i think the size of kansas is going to give them issues i have very little doubt in my mind that jay wright will try to make this as slow of a game as humanly possible so it's probably going to be kind of low scoring too But already I am on Kansas minus four. It's up to four and a half now. You can probably find it at four. It might go to five before the game. What I would do is honestly, I would take it at four and a half. I would buy the half a point down to four. I would go with Kansas minus four in that game. And if I had to touch the total, I'd probably go under. Not only only do I think the pace of the game will be extremely, extremely slow. I also think that you have to understand something. You're playing in the Superdome. So in that first game, you're probably not going to have a lot of fans there. There is an issue sometimes in domes for these teams. They haven't played... You don't play in domes that much. I mean, how often do you play in a dome when you're playing hoops? But especially when the seats are empty, there's an issue sometimes with depth perception for the outside shots. So I would probably look to the under or maybe even the the first half under as the teams try to adjust. And also, again, you don't quite know how the game's going to be called. A lot of times, like I said, once you get to the Elite Eight, the refs tend to be very sort of passive with the whistle. Okay, so that's game one. Now, game two... I'm pretty sure the seats are going to be full. Carolina Duke, first time ever in the NCAA tournament, just happens to come during Coach K's victory lap um, and in the Final Four. Like I said, tickets are through the roof. The stands will be full. Both of these teams score, and the last six times they've played, the total has gone over. Matter of fact, out of those six matchups and out of those six overs, only one time did the game go over by less than nine and a half points. One of those games was an overtime game, but that game was flying over the total anyway. It just was. These teams both like to push the pace. Duke's defense has gotten a little bit better. Just a little bit better, but there's a reason Coach K went to a 2-3 zone. Okay, the reason he started doing that against Arkansas is, number one, he doesn't play a lot of guys. So why tire his guys out chasing the Arkansas offense all over the place when they can just play a 2-3 zone and basically shift back and forth? But also, they're not that great. I don't know if they're going to try to do that to slow down Carolina a little bit. I don't think Carolina's going to have the problems that Arkansas had if Duke were to try something like that. But both teams do like to push the basketball, and I think you know, you talk about Final Four jitters and teams being a little bit tight. I think there's such a familiarity here and such a dog-eat-dog dog mentality with this game that I think the pace here is actually going to be quite fast. I think they come out guns blazing, and if you're going to do anything in this game, I would look at either the over, which is 151, maybe hold off just in case there is a slow start and try to grab it at you know 145, 146 if it is a little slow for the first three, four minutes, or maybe the Carolina team total over, which will be about 72 and a half, 73. Uh, with these numbers if I'm, not, if I'm doing the math right maybe it's 73 74 somewhere in that neighborhood uh, that's what I would look at okay I, I, I cannot take an under in this matchup not with the last six of these games flying over the total At least five of the six have flown over the total but six out of the, out of the last six have gone over the teams are very familiar with each other there's not going to be a lot of feeling out as far as I'm concerned um, but I'm not on that yet what I am on though is Kansas minus four uh enjoy that enjoy the final four it is always great especially you got no baseball like i said so enjoy what is pretty much the only sports unless you're into golf or nascar or something like that this weekend um i'm not sure what terrible what terrible country is the f1 racing in this week i don't know they went from bahrain to saudi arabia is rory McElroy okay with f1 racing in saudi arabia Does someone check with him or is he okay with that but just not phil mickelson never mind all that anyway enjoy the final four enjoy villanova kansas Remember, kansas minus four that's what we'll go with this week Anything else that I do get in on will be posted on Twitter. You can follow me again at on Twitter at bcak the man. It will go as close as I can to well. I'll try to get it before the tip. Sometimes I do these things live, and you can do them live anyway, so it's not imperative that you get it before the actual tip. But if it if it's that close to the tip, that just means I made the decision that late. That's just how it is. Usually it'll be up there uh, well before game time. So just check that out. Twitter at bcak the man and enjoy the Final Four. Good luck with all that. And that is all the time we got this week. On The Air Attack. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out Facebook.com slash The Air Attack. Follow me on Twitter at BCAKTheMan. And remember, The Air Attack with BC The Man can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today. Close it out tonight with the guy who opens every Air Attack. Here's Lace. All right, all right. I am BC The Man. I will talk to you guys next week on The Air Attack.
1: A ain't nothing fake, in the morning we can fade, and then we ride, you know we slide, to the other side, all night we gon' vibe, gon' drink and smoke, so roll up, I know you about that, so shout and turn up, you got money, you make them big bucks, on Instagram with your big buck, huh? I like your style, I like your smile, let's get wild for a while, maybe have a child, Hi, I'm just joking, smoking something potent, cause you know that get to the money's more potent a boss, girl, and I'm a boss too. So let's do what we do and make the boss moves. I got your number, so I'ma call you. And this is what I thought when I saw you. Good, girl. I see you looking good, girl. I see you looking good, girl. Like a queen, all about your green, everyday pursue your dream. You ball up, you lay sound, cause you out here on the grind doing what they ain't found we well, ain't about no drama ain't worry about these hoes you laughing at these niggas you focused on your goals i-n-d-e girl you independent And my A305, girl i it. you a hustler i'm a hustler a thing in common let's get this money i know you hear it calling dumb sucker haters they fear to see us falling they want to see us falling but they won't because we can't laugh it straight to the bank after that we blowing dang so shout it, what you think you a man a man that understands step before this love we gotta get them grands. business before pleasure yeah mama do your thing get more chatter holla at your boy whenever and this is the last thing i had to tell you i see you looking good girl i see you looking good girl I see To the bank to the bank. All right, all right. Left it straight to the bank to the bank. All right, all right, left it straight to the bank to the bank to the bank. All right, all right. Left it straight to the bank to the bright. All right, all right, left it straight to the bank, to the bank, to the bank. All right, all right, left it straight to the bank to the bank Looking good, girl